Hello everyone and welcome to a new episode of the Advanced Real Estate Talk. This is Aurelien, I'm here with Darcy and Glenn. And today we will be discussing uh, how does an ideal partner look like? Um, along the way, as you invest in real estate, you may at some point uh, grow enough that uh, you have more deals than funds to fund the deal. So you may look for partners. So what could be some of the criteria for you to identify good partners? Because it's not a, a, a one-way street. You know, you also want to be picky about the people you let in because they can uh, really affect the, your quality of life. And uh, so you want to be careful. That's basically the, the big idea behind this episode. Um, for one, I think their relationship with money is important. You know, they need to be chill and not too anxious about it. Uh, money shouldn't be a, a source of anxiety for them. Um, I think it's good. It's important to set up great, good expectations and intervals for updates so that they know when they will receive information, when they will receive relevant updates. And ideally, they don't ask for more updates than will be provided because, uh, you know, it, it impacts your work. You know, you want to be able to focus on your work as a GP, as a general partner, making sure the assets is properly managed and you're executing on your business plan. And an example of good, a good um, partner could be a busy professional who has good insights when asked and a good business acumen. You know, they can be... Um, they can be a part of the. They can contribute also to the to the to the to the adventure, and and also maybe you want to invest with people who have similar values. You know, it's not just about money, but also people, communities, giving back. And if if you have certain values, you know, that transpire in your uh, investment philosophy, then you want those people to to share those values so that uh, you you align that way as well because you create a relationship with these people and um yeah you want to be able to enjoy this relationship so those would be my yeah this would be my uh my yeah I, I those i had some very similar stuff like the, the money isn't the most important part of this um it, it once you got a track record where you consistently do what you say you're going to do and you're consistently good good at finding good deals um there will be lots of opportunity to work with anyone. So it is important to find people that work well with you. Um, and even for people who do work well with you, still people who, um, well, some of my points that I put here, <laughs> um, I don't want a, a partner that's financially maxed out by, <laughs> by doing this thing. It is going to add so much stress to your life and to their life. When you, this is an investment, it shouldn't be their be all end all, right? This shouldn't be everything they have. Um, I don't, um, I've had problems in the past where people, you know, it's, it's real estate. If you watch a flipping show on TV, sometimes things go long. Sometimes they find stuff in the walls. Um, you shouldn't ideally have partners. And this should be part of the discussion you're having when you're finding your partner that they don't have this money bookmarked to go into another project immediately. If you said this is a six month pro project, so six months in a day, it's supposed to go into another project. Um, what if your financing takes some 30 days to put on or what? There's all kinds of things. Uh, sometimes permits take longer to pull than they're supposed to, right? Um, there's so many, but with me that the big thing is the timelines get screwed up, right? Mm -hmm. um, and it, it has been a, a, an ongoing problem with the, the timelines and 
when people, the, the problem is a lot of times what I end up attracting to myself are people who were private lenders and now they're like to be on the, the um, equity side. They've been debt partners and they love being debt partners, but debt partners who are people who are experienced debt partners always have their money working. They, they lend their money to a project. They have to line up another project to finish when that first project's done, because if you want, they're lending their money out at whatever interest rate, they need mm -hmm. that to keep going. They don't make money when it sits in their bank account. So if you get one of those partners, it <laughs> make sure you know the timeline thing. Um, it's going to be a tough conversation. They may not be the people for you because they will, no matter what, mentally, they will bookmark this. <laughs> yep. Well, they have the pressure of cash flow. They're either using equity in some other place or a line of credit or yeah. something that requires cash flow. It's not like a pot of money they have just sitting around. And that's the difference of orientation, I guess. That's yeah. a good point. Really good point. Um, I, I like a, a partner that likes long walks on the beach. <laughs> <laughs> that's an awesome transition. Because when I said this to my wife last night when I was preparing this, she said, duh. And I went, what? She said, look at me. You know, and your ideal partner is the one that you're tied to in every single way. Like, make sure that partnership is working um, because, you know, Karen is half on everything. No, yeah. actually, in fact, in, tr in truth, she's 100% on everything. She's signed as a guarantor. And, um, you know, if we wrap everything up, she gets it all. Anyhow, I'm going to pre, I'm older than her. It's definitely she's going to get it all at some point. Um, but that could be, you know, whoever your partner is, spouse, partner, whatever life partner, it could be a family member. Like maybe it's a son father thing or a mother, daughter, daughter, father thing, or two brothers. You know, we've both been in that. I'm in business with siblings. Glenn was in business with his brother. Um, you know, whoever that partner is, that's a, and that's a significant partnership. Um, when I was thinking of this topic, I had thought the difference between, and I knew you guys would uh, manage the limited partner part really well. What I would caution people is, you know, we're taking on the GP, another partnership, in a business partnership just really be careful you don't you don't need a partner that is a fee for hire person i think i've said this before so if it's someone who brings some particular expertise that can be purchased by the hour appraiser mortgage broker realtor banker lawyer you don't have to make them a partner because that's that outlives the project Right. Those people, if you can pay for something by the hour and end that relationship by getting good value and pay full rate for it, don't make that person a partner. That person is just the same as another contractor, no different than a drywaller, just a different skill set that they're applying. Don't make the mistake of saying, I need a lawyer on my team. I need an accountant. They are on your team for every hour that you pay them. So That's Darcy, on that, on that note, right? There yeah. are people who are amazing at raising money. <clears throat> yeah, but they're you know their part of that deal is really at the start, and then they're really they don't have a part after that. Would you consider that the same thing, like as them as a trade almost, or as a yeah? I think I yeah. I for me, I think I'd rather pay a commission if some if I require someone to raise money for me, I think I'd rather pay a commission. Um, you know, because of mine, what we do is a non-registered investment. These are are buying a piece of a building. Um, we can't use, our model doesn't uh, use uh, registered funds or certified financial um, planners, which typically get some kind of management fee of money under management. So I can't compensate them because we don't charge for that. I don't charge a management fee. I don't charge a, take a haircut on anything. So I don't really have anything in the model for money for them. 
Uh, and that might be a limitation of my thinking. I just haven't figured it out. Um, I don't need complexity. It's hard enough. So I haven't worked that hard on that yet. But I would caution, that's not where you're going for a, a great general partner, like a partner that's going to be partnered with you to do this work. For me, those people that would be... Sorry, it's hard to cut you off. The reason yeah. I was bringing it up is that that's where I usually get people ask me to be the uh, the money raiser. And I'm, oh, yeah. So because I'm they like, don't have any confidence in raising money. Yeah. Yeah. And but they, they have want, no track record, jump, right? They want to skip all the steps of the like four years of running a podcast and having like, you know, 30 calls a week of mm -hmm. making all these relationships. They want to skip all that and then just buy the deals. <laughs> yeah. I mean, they haven't they haven't proved anything. Um, yeah. I've been really slow building this because I want to prove every step so that when I say something to an investment partner, I'm actually confident that I'm going to do it. There's no uncertainty there. The uncertainty in the deal is what will happen with oil prices in the Northern hemisphere. You know, that's the only uncertainty I'm allowing for. Everything else is, is pretty much locked in. I'm not going to, I'm not a gambler. I'm not committing money to something uncertain. I'm only committing money to a process that I've tested and proved and that I can deliver on anything. That's not that I'm not interested in really. Uh, I'd rather go to Vegas. No, I've been there once. I'm just teasing because Glenn just came back <laughs> and we haven't got the debrief on how much he actually won or lost, but we'll find that out off air and then we'll report in another episode. But, you know, if I was saying for general partners, like who's your ideal partner? These are people that bring stuff that you cannot buy. You cannot buy vision. You can't buy passion. It doesn't sell by the pound. It doesn't sell by the hour. You, doesn't, you can't purchase commitment. You can get people to sign a lease, but anyone can break a lease. And then you got to pursue them in court and that's costly. You can't buy courage or creativity or moxie or character. Um, none of those things can be purchased. Those kind of people are ideal partners to work with if they have that because you can't buy it. It's not sold retail. It's only given. Those are things that are beyond money. They're given. They're a gift, not the part. So that, that's that sort of stuff. Those intangibles, that's partnership material. Everything else is just fee for services. You're paying for what you get. Buy it by the pound or by the hour. And that's, you know, it might sound a little bit adamant. And if there's some, you know, people that work as brokers and things out there and think you're an amazing pa uh, partner, it's not because you're a broker that you'd be a great partner. It's because you have courage, because you have creativity, because you have commitment and moxie and grit, and you can stay in with your teeth into a job and finish it, not to tap out when you're not paid anymore. I didn't get paid for this. As soon as I hear that, I know I've got someone who's just a fee for service you know, looking to get paid. That's, that's not partnership material. So I, I concur with Ari's take on partners that they're sophisticated, they're patient, um, and they're supportive and they let you do your work. Anything less than that, I'm not interested because there's tons of money out there. Just because someone's throwing money at you, that's not a good reason to be in partnership. There is enormous amount of money. And if you're out there thinking there's no money, you're just not in the right places or you haven't proved yourself because as soon as you prove yourself, money comes around you. It's like flies on a turd. <laughs> they smell it. They smell it from miles away. You can quote me. People know. People know. And people will go to money will flow to where there's other money being made. It's just the natural state of things. So don't worry about that. Go out and worry about proving yourself and being good and the money will come to you. So I don't know. That's my thought. It seems kind of. Ari had a good point though, too when he was talking yeah. about uh you know, setting up, setting expectations of when they were going to get their updates and everything else, because mm -hmm. um, with all of this, it's, you know, with, if you don't have that defined, you're going to stress them out and then they're going to stress you out. And, yeah. <laughs> and that's not the partners you want. Um, those are the, the worst partners I have, the ones that, um, that 
that I lay in bed and think about <laughs> those, those are the ones you don't want. Yeah. Well, partnership isn't a unilateral thing it is by definition, a two way street. So what are you offering to that partnership? And I think I already nailed it. Um, you have to be giving them consistency, uh, good communication. Um, uh, you have to deliver what you said you're going to deliver. You have to be honest. You have to be equally committed, visionary, passionate, honest, uh, full of creativity, moxie, grit, all those things. That's what you're putting in the deal as well. And that's what makes you valuable. Plus your experience. In those cases, do you still, you still give updates if you don't have updates? You still just touch base because you said you'd touch base, I guess? I do in a bunch of ways. Um, you know, the, one of the simplest touches, I, I send people Chris, uh, birthday and Christmas cards. I want that contact with them that they know I'm alive and that I'm thinking of them and I care about that they were born and that they're celebrating or uh, uh, Hanukkah cards. I make sure I know what those things are and I send them. I want them to know that I care about this stuff. That's like an easy touch. Lots of phone calls, lots of coffees, beers after work, that kind of stuff, breakfast with a handful. Some don't even want to hear from you. They just want to set it and forget it. And you've got to feel that out. But quarterly, I update everything. And even if the news is the same, like one of my reports is, this is the seventh straight quarter I've reported on COVID-19. <laughs> I hate doing that, but you know it's a reality and I'm gonna report that we're fine. We're good, we're fine. It has cost us cleaning. It has cost us these things. It's you know a little slower getting supplies and materials. This is to be expected. This is exactly what's going on. Um, and you know I wanna report good news and bad news. I wanna report vacancy rates and leasing. All of that stuff, whether it's you know amazing news, I only I don't only show up when there's bad news, and I don't only show up with a check. I show up all the time. That's how I present myself. That's what I offer to the partnership: consistency, commitment, accountability. So that means quarterly reports, and I write them, and they're two pages, and they're anecdotal, and they include photos and details and profit and loss statements, and yeah, that's part of that consistency that they know this is coming. Darcy, out of that whole thing, and I heard one very important thing. So we're recording this on my birthday. Is my card in the mail? <laughs> That's wow. <laughs> okay. And we cut it there. Oh, you know <laughs> what? You're right. Dang. I don't even know what your birthday is. I didn't know it was today. Actually, I should, I've taken a Facebook off my phone for really good reasons in the last two years, but that's how I find out. To I friends. That's write it down. Yeah. Happy birthday, Glenn. Thanks. Yeah. Uh, for those folks out there that are trying to buy Glenn a present right now, really quickly, he's uh, size large t shirts. His hat size is a seven and a quarter. Uh, I wish. Yeah. <laughs> a little bit bigger head than that, but. <laughs> On this nice. celebratory note, we will end today's podcast. That's it. Happy birthday, everybody. It's having a birthday today. Yeah. Well, thank you everybody for tuning in and we hope that you uh, have enjoyed the show and um, yeah, as a, as a deal finder, you know, you have something to offer. So don't, don't settle, you know, for any deal, so for any partner, make sure that, uh, you know, you do some due diligence there as well. I hope uh, this is your takeaway from today. Thank you for tuning in. And um, as usual, if you want a, a question answered during the show, feel free to email it to us at advancedreitalk.gmail.com, advancedreitalk.gmail.com, and we'll cover it during the show. Thank you for tuning in and see you next week. Nice to meet you, everybody. Nice.